the short position for the banks dropped by about 5,000 contracts. That may not sound a lot, but in the context of the size of the positions and the size of the trading that goes on on the COMEX and silver, that's a pretty, that's pretty decent sized drop. Well, hello there, my friend. Chris Marcus here with you. Late on a Friday afternoon, I thought done for the weekend, but obviously the silver market, very active feature. And fortunately, I got a notification that my dear friend Dave Kranzler of Investment Research Dynamics tweeted something out about the silver market. And would you believe who's on the line with me right now? David, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing okay, Chris. How are you doing? Oh, you know darn well how I'm doing. I've been having a blast lately. And before we're done, I think what you're about to say translates into that you think it was pretty nifty that I bought all of those AGQ contracts the other day, which is not in any way legal license financial advice. But to stay on topic, David of Investment Research Dynamics, what did you notice in the silver market this afternoon? Well, I mean, it wasn't just the silver market per se, it was the commitment of traders report on the COMEX for uh, gold and silver futures contracts, open interest that shows the long and short positions of the, of the trading cohorts as the CME sees fit to categorize them. But the two main categories I look at are the, the, um, what they call the swap dealers, which are basically the banks. That's that's the big uh, manipulation account on the COMEX for the banks. And then what they call managed money, which is primarily the hedge funds and CTAs. And, and those are ba the two primary, those are the two largest trading accounts or categories on the COMEX. And what I happened to notice was that and I don't have the numbers in front of me because I'm in the car, but the, the the short position for the banks dropped by about 5,000 contracts. That may not sound a lot, but in the context of the size of the positions and the size of the trading that goes on on the COMEX and silver, that's a pretty that's pretty decent sized drop. Because it also, again, just this is from the top of my head, I, I think the net short position for the banks is about 4,000 contracts, and it looks like the banks might be headed towards going net long again, and that's usually a very bullish indicator for silver. In gold, the banks covered 25,000 gold contracts, and this date is through Tuesday, mind you, and... That that's a big drop in the short position for the banks, and I, I don't remember off the top of my head what they did with their long position. It's not a lot, but the net of it is is the net short position for the for the banks went down by twenty five thousand contracts, and at the same time, it looks like the hedge funds were the ones who were selling their long positions, so the banks could could cover the shorts that they sold to the banks probably, you know, well above 1800. So again, when, when you see repositioning like this on the COMEX, it's usually a, a pretty bullish indicator. And just one more thing I'd like to add as a qualifier, I don't necessarily trust the data that comes from the COMEX 
because the banks are the ones who originate the data and put the reports together and then send them to the CFTC and the CFTC rubber stamps them and throws them into their software package. And that's what creates the commitment of trader reports in the form that you can pull them up on the website uh, for the CFTC. Um, because, and the reason I don't trust it is because if the banks are reporting the, the COMEX data and everything, I'm talking about open interest, commitment of trader, and vault data, if they're reporting that honestly, the only area of their of their entire business operations that they report honestly, and what so what are the odds of that? However, I do think that the the commitment of traders report is representative of trend of the trends in the long and short positions in gold and silver on the COMEX for the various accounts. And so, when you see a big move like this, I think it's significant. And in terms of in terms of this particular type of move, reducing the net short position by a considerable amount and the hedge funds reducing their net long position by a considerable amount. That's, that's historically always been very bullish. Yeah. And Dave, you mentioned that this report covers the period Tuesday to Tuesday each week. So that means that last Thursday when silver was getting pounded a dollar as you know, things were getting, the banks were covering their shorts yet, while the premiums were spiking and as the price dropped once again a dollar on no news that anyone with common sense could ascertain that would impact the price of silver in that way, the banks were loading up on those contracts after the price got hammered. Is that what you're saying the data would suggest? They weren't loading up per se. They were covering a lot, a big chunk of their, their short position, which in a but sense... They, is, they were the ones buying when the price was getting yes, all those Yes, that is correct. Price. Is there any way, especially for people who might be newer to silver, that that could be described along with all the other things, but this in particular is anything other than beyond egregious, egregiously fraudulent? It's certainly, it's certainly manipulation, but it's only, it's only fraudulent if the regulators are willing to enforce the rules that are on the books. And we've found, as we've discovered over the last 20 years, they look the other way. Well, that does seem to be the case. Although, again, in recap, Dave, you're saying that the open interest came down in silver about 5,000 contracts, which would be 25 million. The short, the short side of the open interest. The short yeah, side the, came the short down 5,000 contracts which means over the past week the banks were buying, whether covering or initiating new positions, but, and again, which is follow, which at least in the past, the trend has been that usually the big moves up occur when the banks are flat or less short, and then when the banks start really hammering on the short contracts, you usually know what's coming. Is that a good summation of what you're seeing? And, yes, and to give you an example, um, before the, the, you know, what's, been labeled as the bottom of the four-year bear market in, in gold and silver. The banks in, I want to say maybe October 2015, and the, the market bottomed late December 2015. In October 2015, roughly thereabouts, um, the banks actually went net long silver. So, you know, when they reposition like this, it, it doesn't mean that the market's going to go up next week or right away but it's an indicator that there, we probably have a, a, a 
a move higher coming of some sort. Okay. I knew you were proud of my AZQ trade, which I will not share the details of now, but maybe maybe after the February expiration, we'll, we can do an episode of the show discussing that and, as well as whatever happens in between now and then. Because that's going to be two weeks from today, right, buddy? Well, I'll be really proud of it if it turns out that it works. <laughs> but it's well, certainly I'll the price of, price of admission versus the potential upside is worth it. Maybe in your mining stock journal, this the next one you can you can look up what the price of AGQ was when silver hit fifty dollars in two thousand eleven and share your analysis on that. I think the viewers would be interested to hear that. I know I would. Maybe I will do that. I always I used to trade AGQ all the time, and I've I've just forgotten about it in my old age. Well, we can only hope that Ross Benham and his friends will be on the other side of that contract. And with that said, love you, buddy. Great to catch up again, and thanks for the update. And we will uh, we'll, we'll we'll make a date. February, two weeks from today, I'll be calling. All right. All right, that sounds good. All right, buddy. I talk to you soon. Dave Franzler, Investment Research Dynamics, where you can get the Mining Stock Journal. Thanks for checking in.